Are you new to the indie publishing world? Do you want to know if self-publishing is right for you? You've come to the right place, where you'll find tips, tricks, and the answers to the questions you've always had about writing, marketing, and self-publishing. Welcome to the Hot Mess Writer's Life. Help for the indie author with me, Lynn Howard. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the flagship episode of A Hot Mess Writer's Life. Help for the indie author with me, Lynn Howard. I do have a YouTube channel. However, as we all know, that's not only visual, but we have to keep them a little bit shorter and uh, I can be a little long-winded. So we're going to talk about a few things today. Since this is the first one, we're going to start with myths about writing. Obviously, there's a whole lot more than I've got listed. I've only got 10. Use your imagination. And you may or may not agree with everything I have to say, and that's fine. But this is my podcast, so you're going to listen. Number one, if you write it, the readers will come. If you build it, they will come. That's not true. Obviously, just like with anything else, you can't just put out a product and expect people to know it's there, expect people to buy it. You have to let everyone know it's there. And I'm not talking about just putting a Facebook post out there. Yes, I'm guilty of that. However, that is because I'm a little odd. Sometimes I'm a little weird about marketing and, and bragging on myself and talking about my products. But see, we're talking about you here. We're not talking about me. We're going to help you become better at marketing and help you become better at writing and talking about yourself. If you want people to know it's there, you're going to have to market. You're going to have to pay for things like Amazon advertising. You're going to have to pay for Facebook ads. There are so many ways out there that we can market ourselves now as self-published authors. We no longer have to wait for the gatekeepers to open the door and let us in. We can do all this ourselves. You can hire someone to be a publicity person for you or a marketing person for you, or you can just take the time and do the research yourself. Again, lots of books, lots of YouTube episodes, lots of YouTube channels, websites, the list goes on. Take the time and study. Take the time and study what others have done that have worked for them. You're going to make mistakes. We've all made them. I've made a trillion mistakes. You're going to make mistakes when you first start marketing, and that's okay. Number two. One book won't make you big. 20 books will make you rich. Yes and no. Now, we all know the story about Twilight, right? How she shopped it. She got like 50 rejections. It was her first published book. And papoom, she became a multi-billion dollar selling author and has the movies. You realize how rare that is, right? Number one, most authors whose first book, their debut book, became huge. That wasn't their first book. At least not the first book they've written. Debut novels are that their debut. It is not the first book they wrote. And making writing 20 books is not going to make you rich. It's not going to make mean you're successful. I personally have 34 books under three different pen names. I'm not rich. I consider myself successful, but my levels of success and my goals that I've set myself can be different than yours and probably are different than yours. But you have to keep writing, you have to keep marketing, you have to keep studying and putting yourself out there if you truly want to become a successful author. Number three, people who self-publish do so because they can't find an agent and or a publisher. Bullshit. I've had an agent. I've had three publishers. If you choose for your life to become a self-publisher, there is a reason. Hopefully you've done the research. You've decided this is what's best for you. I have a control issue. I think a lot of self-publishers, self-published authors are control freaks. I don't like handing my baby over to someone else to be raised. You know, I want 
to control every aspect of my career. I want to control the cover. I want to control the content. I had one publisher that had me take out contractions from my book. Now, listen, it was an urban fantasy. There's going to be contractions. There's going to be violence. There's going to be all that good stuff. They had me take out the contractions and the book read stunted. So I fired that one and I went on to another one. That one had me turn my urban fantasy from first person POV to third person POV. Hopefully if you're listening to this by now, you know what POV is, which is point of view. I liked the book the way it was the first time. I liked it being in first person. It was okay third person, but for some reason it didn't have that same punch, that same pizzazz that it did in first person. I didn't feel like I was living through the character's life as much when I was in third person. Now, I do write third person now. Obviously, if you've read my books, if you've read any of the shifters series that I've written, you know I write in third person. But that book specifically spoke to me in first person. I don't want someone else to tell me what I can and can't do with my books. I don't want someone else to tell me what I can and can't do with my covers. I don't want someone to give me a cover that I don't even like, but it's what they wanted. Whether or not I put my input, it's what they chose to put out there. If you choose to self-publish, it's because you enjoy controlling these aspects of your career. It's because you've chosen to go around the gatekeepers. It's because you've chosen to fully put on every single hat of this industry as a self-published author. You're going to wear the hat of the editor, which please hire a professional editor, but you do need to self-edit. You're going to put on the hat of the publisher, of the graphic artist, which I do my own covers, but I do advise you hire someone if you're not good with that. You're going to put on the hat of the marketer. I mean, every single aspect that goes into publishing, you are now doing yourself. Someday, I might hand over the reins to someone else. I don't think it'll be anytime soon, but someday. Um, I have hired a personal assistant, um, not as in my life, so I guess a virtual assistant. She's been helping me with some graphics and posting things everywhere and, and finding different competitions. It's just things I don't have time for. But generally, when you're a self-publisher, it's because you enjoy this, this aspect of control, this way of having the last say on every single part of your career. Number four, to be successful, you have to write super fast. You have to put out at least one book a month if you want to succeed. Again, I say a bullshit. If you write super fast, good for you. We discovered, my personal assistant and I discovered, I put out 17 books in two years. Holy crap, that's a lot of writing. Some of my books, I did put out one book a month. And it's because for some reason the story came easier. I had it fleshed out. I had the story fleshed out. But if you take six months to a year to five years to 10 years to write your book, doesn't mean you're going to be any less successful. Now, you do need to have some kind of a backlist. One book and done, unless that's all you've wanted to do is tell your, your story and write a memoir. If you want to have a writing career, you're going to have to write the books. You're going to have to put out more than one. I'm not putting pressure on you and you're telling you, you have to put out a book a year. You have to put out a book every two years. But to have a reading backlist, you need to have the books to be read. You want to have books in your reader's hands, period. Set your own pace, then make sure it's all marketed properly. Number five, you're either born a good writer or you're not. Say it with me. Bullshit. Anyone be can become a good writer. I was listening to a podcast, actually, uh, I think it was yesterday. It was a, an older episode of Six Figure, figure Author. 
And this author actually is dyslexic. So obviously he's gonna have some challenges to get around to become a good writer. Not a good storyteller. You can be a good storyteller without being a good writer. But anyone can improve their craft. You can study the craft. You can read books. You can watch YouTube videos. You can read blogs. There are so many ways to improve yourself as a writer. And then you do your self-edits. Um, Stephanie Meyer, the author of the Twilight series. When she was going to write, I think it was Midnight Sun, there was rumors that the book had been leaked before it was even done. So she went ahead and released what she had written already. I think it was on her website. Instead of until, it would say T-I-L-L. Obviously, that is not correct. Once you've self-edited, you can send it on to a beta reader. You can send it on to your editor, to a proofreader, and they can help you with that aspect. And we all have stories in us. Number six, you have to wait for inspiration to write. If you wait to be inspired or wait for inspiration to write, you're never going to write the book. If you want this to be your career, you have to spend the time. You have to sit down, set a schedule. I'm, if you watch my YouTube videos, I talk about it all the time. You have to set a schedule, whether it's 10 minutes after work, 20 minutes before you go to work, five minutes while the kids are in the bathroom, or like me, I have a set schedule. I sit down at my computer at 10 o'clock and I write in spurts because of my migraine issue. Um, I do have to get up a lot. I have to move around a lot because my vertigo sets in, but I have a set time that I write from this time to this time. I edit from this time to this time. I mark it from this time to this time. I have a set schedule and it makes my brain know that when I sit down, it's time to write. You have to push yourself in this industry. You have to push yourself if you want to be a writer as your career. You may never be able to write full time. You may never be able to stay home and be a Stephen King and take your nap in the middle of the day with your cat and then take your walk and that's what you do every day. But what is your level of success? Is it to become a full-time writer and never have to go to a day job again? Or is it simply to create? If it is simply to create or to become a full-time writer, you cannot wait for inspiration. Flesh out your characters, plot your book to some point. I'm a planter or a plotzer. Um, I have key points in my books fleshed out. I have my characters fleshed out, but I don't have every single scene in my book plotted out. Find the way that works for you and make sure you have it completely fleshed out. And then the story should come a little bit easier. Number seven, writing is strictly a solitary activity. We all lock ourselves in rooms. We don't speak. We don't talk to anyone. We never leave our house. All we do is play with our characters. I know some authors that write best in cafes or, you know, at a Barnes and Noble. Um, I leave my cave door open. My cave is my office in case anyone wants to know. I leave my door open. My dogs come in and out all day. You may hear them in the background, either snoring at my feet or walking around the house. My husband will come in and talk to me. My mom will call me during the day. It is not and does not have to be a solely solitary activity. You do not have to become lonely just because you're a starving artist, just because you're a writer. I wish you guys could see me throwing my hands around as I'm talking, like I'm talking to you in person. So I'm like moving my hands around, but you know, you get the gist of it, right? Number eight, the debut novel is always the first book you've written. I would like to teach you all from my own mistakes. I did indeed publish my debut novel. That was actually the book that I got an agent for. Did not go through any process to edit it, to anything like that. So it was just the debut novel or just, I'm sorry, just the first novel. The only person that edited that book was my best friend. And she caught a few word 
usage errors. You know, like I put grabbed her by the waist, but I spelled it like waist can, W-A-S-T-E. But in general, I didn't have beta readers. I didn't have a proofreader. I didn't have an editor. And if you read the book, you could tell the book is no longer up for sale. It is no longer available to read. And I've actually contemplated and started to rewrite it in a different way because I like the concept, just not the way I wrote it. But you never want to publish your very first book, especially your very first draft. It's going to be rough. And a lot of us, myself included, um, I have probably four or five books that I wrote that has never been read. I've set them aside. It was almost like practice. And they were full-size novels, but they just weren't any good. I needed to practice more just like anything, like a sport or, you know, a career. You know, baseball players don't wake up and become baseball players. They've been playing since they were in t-ball at four years old. They've learned every inside and outside of playing baseball. They've practiced. They've had coaches. Writing is just like anything else. You become better with practice. You become better by learning more about writing, about sentence structure, about grammar. It is not a no-end situation. You can get better. Your first novel is going to suck. It's just that simple. Sorry. I'm sorry if I'm the first person to tell you that, but I'm here to tell you your first novel is going to suck. Number nine, if you're a good writer at all, you'll be successful. Only good writers have success. Uh, there are so many good books out there that I have read that have maybe three reviews. There are so many good books out there that maybe sell five copies a year. Some of my favorite books out there have one and two star reviews. And some of the most popular books out there with movies made about them, I couldn't stand. I couldn't stand them. I thought they were awful. The writing was terrible. Everybody's idea of entertaining is different. Art is subjective. And writing is an art. Art is subjective. Not everybody's going to like the same thing. So yes, you're probably a good writer, even if you've sold two copies in the last three years. It's not because you're not a good writer. Maybe your marketing plan sucks. Maybe your publicity plan sucks. Maybe you need to get more beta readers. I don't know. You can still be a good writer, guys. Even if you're not selling many, it does not mean you're not a good writer. And number 10, writer's block. Writer's block isn't a real thing, guys. I hate to say it. We all joke about it. We talk about it. Oh, it's just writer's block. Writer's block is either literally in our head. Uh, maybe it's a mood. Maybe we're depressed. We're anxious. We're hungry. We're tired. We're stressed out. Or maybe we didn't flesh out our books and our characters enough. Maybe we need to spend some more time sitting down and plotting a little bit more. Maybe you plotted too much and you put yourself in a corner. Maybe you need to pull back a little bit more. I've had those issues where I call it, of course, writer's block, but it's because I did not plot out that scene or that character or whatever enough. Once I figured out, oh, this is why, because I rushed them to the bedroom too soon, whatever, then I can go back and I can fix it and then it flows again. And again, don't wait for inspiration because if you're waiting for inspiration, you're going to call it writer's block. It's not writer's block. It's a block in your head that more than likely you've created. Don't, don't come at me. Y'all know it's true. Y'all know it's true. When we call it writer's block, it's just our cute little way of saying we're stuck. We're stuck. And it happens to everybody. It, artists get stuck. My husband's an artist. He's a pinstriper. And there are days where he'll stare at the piece of metal and it'll take him a minute to realize what it is that he wants to paint. Or maybe he's just not feeling it that day. He's just not feeling it and he steps away from it. And he comes back to it later. Do we call it artist block? Painter's block? No, we say writer's block because we want to be cutesy. All right, guys, that's the top 10 myths 
I have about writing, and that's only 10 because there's a whole lot more, for our very first podcast ever. Now, this is a chance for you guys to write to me at authorlynnhoward at yahoo.com and ask me any questions you want. If I don't know the answer, I'll find someone that does. Eventually, I will have guests on this show. I will do some interviews, but I figured we'll kind of get to know each other for a couple episodes real quick because, uh, you know, sometimes I can be an acquired taste and I'm fully aware of that and that's okay. You gotta, you gotta admit it. If we're writers, we are a little weird because we talk to imaginary people and we argue with imaginary people and we eat junk food or we starve. I mean, we are weird. If you've seen my YouTube channels, I talk about weird shit every author does. And I only listed, there's only two parts. So there was only 18 that I shared and you know, there's more. So again, you can message me at authorlynnhoward at yahoo.com. You can visit my website at www dot lynnhowardbooks.com or you can find me on facebook at you know lynn howard or instagram i'm the hot mess author on instagram and i'm on tiktok oh my gosh the stalking possibilities are numerous until next time guys bye